0: Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Align podcast. This is Allie and I'm here for a solo episode. This week as Jess returns from Peru and I am returning from my um, little mini break. So uh, I just wanted to talk this week in particular since I'm recording this on the new moon in Libra about the specific work that we're working through currently and what you know, just kind of a projection for October and November because I've had a lot of you asking me about it as I've talked more about what the rest of this this year really holds for us, especially the fall. And so as we, you know, change seasons last week, um, we experienced the autumn equinox, which in many ways was sort of a fresh start and a new beginning to some of this um, this kind of intense energy that we've had this summer it's been a very very activating and quite dense summer uh, with a lot of fire a lot of air uh, which can can be pretty intense when we're talking about um, the amount of change that we're experiencing just being humans on this planet right now and so with the current transits what we're looking at we're doing a lot of attachment work, and I know I've talked about this before, and I think even last year, maybe around this time, I did another relationship episode, but I wanted to dive deep into that because I do a lot of this work with clients working on our own you know, innate power and wisdom that we contain within us and activating that, turning it fully on so that we have more access to it, that we can um, pull from that power, that pure power And our highest expression rather than our wounding. And that's really, you know, a lot of why we come to this planet um, in this incarnation. And so when we talk about this time in particular, it's really refinement. This time is about refinement. It's refining our patterns, our actions, um, how we move through the world, but also our relationships, because that's such a huge part and piece of being human. And so... When we're doing all of this inner work, of course, it transforms all of our relationships as well. And I'll go into a little bit about that and why that happens, because it's, you know, um, I think a big reason why I came to this life, because I have the sun and Mercury and Libra in the 12th house. I have um, the south node conjunct my Venus in, in um, Virgo. So I'm letting go of a lot of relational karma, essentially, in this life and came here to really work with clients on that because there's so much rich, nutrient-dense medicine in navigating relational work and navigating our attachments and where that information and data stems from. So I will go into what the current transits are and what that kind of... uh, sets the stage for essentially when i'm talking about this relational work and today on sunday when i'm recording this on september 25th we have a new moon in libra and this really plays on what we've been navigating for about a year as far as karmic contracts and um, when we talk about libra in particular of course it's the the sign of balance and Harmony and justice, and it's the nervous system of the zodiac. Basically, it's constantly taking in information from the external and trying to balance it, you know, and trying to um, regulate. Essentially, it also represents it's the seventh house and it aligns with partnerships, uh, romantic and non. And so, it's really the part through the zodiac where we start applying some of the the learnings and lessons that we've gained in this soul evolution and applying it to our relationships when we look at the zodiac wheel and so libra is it's it's an incredible sign in libra season can feel oftentimes like a brush breath of fresh air we get the autumn equinox which is always a welcome shift for me at least but um often what i hear from clients and others is that they're really ready for the shift you know um into into a new season And so as we let go of the, you know, the fire of the summer and the heat, and we enter into the balance of Libra, it's really working with our nervous system, working with our partnerships, our attachments to people and to um, romantic relationships, and also, you know, friendships or business partnerships and things like that. And it's Really, this time is a reckoning. We have Mercury and five other planets retrograding, which is a really big theme right now. And it's really this like slowness and this peeling back and this revisiting. And it's kind of what I've described um, to people is that it can feel like, are you serious? I'm really experiencing this again. Or I haven't learned this lesson. Or why is this person back in my life? What What do I need to learn? And so that's a lot of what we're working through right now is revisiting the past. And when we look at this human experience, what's interesting about it is that so much of our present is informed by the past. And I think that's kind of set up on purpose because what we're doing and why we come to this life is to evolve. And so we have to sort of integrate the information of our past in order to alchemize and create evolution and change for the future, you know, to be a more whole integrated human. Uh, The work I do with clients is the integration of self. So what we're doing is we're integrating the traumas and the experiences we have in the past through past lives, through childhood experiences, lived experiences, and even adolescent or, or adulthood and how we can integrate those experiences to bring more wholeness to our being so that we don't have to pull from those fragmented parts or return to those, fragment, those fragmented parts, that fragmentation, in order to, you know, move forward. We can actually move forward with the information we have in the present moment. And what that does and allows is for us to be fully in our power, but also in our hearts. And so the different phases of this evolutionary life are, you know, um, when we kind of have our awakening or we begin this deep soul work or this um, healing work is we have to revisit the past in many ways. You know, we have to look back at the information of the past, whether it be where do our attachment systems come from? Like, why do I act this way in relationships? Why do I have this pattern of being really avoidant when there's a conflict or Why am I so anxious about my partner leaving me? Every single partner I have, they end up being emotionally unavailable or whatever it is, whatever you're navigating. That is being pulled from your past experiences in relationship, oftentimes the first relationships you have, which are parents or caretakers. And so when we're looking at our relational framework, it's essentially made up of all the information that we've experienced in this life and others and ancestral information that isn't even technically ours, you know, so what's held in the womb space. And so when we do the relational work and the womb work, we're doing the work that allows us to have more healthy, fulfilling, sacred connections with the union work that we talk about, you know, sacred unions. Those oftentimes are some of the most volatile because it means that we're, Bringing these wounds forward in our relationships in order to heal them, Um, and you know, relational trauma is almost always healed in relationship. We can do a lot of work individually, but what really creates change or the alchemy is when you can sit with someone with their pain or their wound or your wound or both, and consciously invite love and compassion into that experience to bring healing, to change the narrative, to change the pattern within a relationship. Even if it's a friendship, it's so powerful to do some of this deep healing with another because in this (laughs) human experience, we are simply mirrors for each other, you know, in a lot of ways. And so the internal work is always applied externally. We can't just do the individual, you know, work of the self. It always has to be brought to whatever container that we're in, whether it be friendship, romantic partnership, or business partnership, or family, familial. Um, So our relational framework, like I said, is, is really the ability to rewire that, which is what we're doing now, whether you're conscious of it or not. You're being asked to show up differently um, than you have in the past. You're being asked to open some of these doors that have been shut for very long or for a very long time and invite love, compassion, and then integration into that fragmentation where that trauma occurred, whether it was lack of emotional attunement as a child, which created, you know, an anxious attachment pattern now in your adulthood, or if it was, you know, complex trauma from a lot of experiences of, of not having, you know, a present caretaker or a present parent, whatever the experiences are, they're held within our relational framework. So what's happening is our relationships now are being informed by our first relationships as children or a past life experience, which is also in the relational framework. Or simply an ancestral imprint that isn't even ours, that we can't quite put our finger on. Maybe our great-grandmother and our grandmothers had really toxic or abusive relationships with our partners. And that is the information that you're pulling from. So what this time, you know, with with these retrogrades in particular, and we've really been doing this work for, you know, our whole lives, but more in in depth within the last year that I've been talking about since the last Uh. New Moon in Libra, And so when we start revisiting some of these layers, opening the doors of our relational framework, what we see is that that work is then asked to shift and change on the physical plane. And that's how soul soul work works, healing works. (laughs) It's this internal shift that happens through our lived experiences. It's really the evolutionary piece in all of this is that we do the work, you know, either it's energy work or shamanic work or somatic work. But that is always tested, if you will, on the physical plane within our current relationships. So, for example, if you're learning to heal um, a lack of trust, for example, which is at the root, or the, is like the core wound of your relational experience. It's like held within your relational framework. That's often what I see with people is when we're working on something very deep. I can find the core wound, and it. it's always in the relational framework. And maybe that's an abandonment wound from you know not having a a parental figure around, or the constant repetitive complex trauma of not having a much, enough emotional attunement. And what happens is that develops into a lack of trust or faith in relationships moving forward. So if that's what you're working on internally. You will experience, or be provided with, the opportunities to actually shift that narrative and that pattern on the physical plane. So it could be your partner, you know, um, like you're being asked to, you're call, called to trust that they aren't leaving you, you know, um, on the physical plane. It could be that you're entering into a new relationship and you're working on not sabotaging it by, you know, being paranoid that they're going to leave you or being super anxious. So whatever it is. All of these experiences on the physical plane are literally opportunities to integrate more deeply the work that we came here to do. And so much of it is relational work, especially right now, as we move into the eclipse season, which is um, something I've been talking about for a while now, and we've been in this eclipse and on the Taurus and Scorpio axis for you know about a year now. Um, or not quite a year. It started in January, technically, but we had our first eclipse within like along that axis um, last November. And so we've been in this work for a while. And this eclipse ac- axis is no joke. And I know I've talked quite a bit about that, but it, it it's all about power. It's all about power, our relationship with our power, our relationship with, and I'll do a full episode on the eclipses and this axis in particular later on. But that experience of control and power and why and where we source our power from is it coming from a wound is it coming from a fear or is it coming from a like purity you know from from our true life force our true essence our wisdom our highest expression and so whatever we whatever we're doing on the physical plane in this life that is out of alignment with our highest and greatest good, with our power, with our true, um, our true life force, will be brought to the surface, and that's through, you know, being forced to let go of anything we're gripping to, anything that we're, you know, um, holding on to in order to keep power or in order to feel safe, you know, in this life. Uh, it deals a lot with attachments on the Scorpio and Taurus axis, and so when we talk about attachment wounds, when we talk about the sense of safety that we seek in, in relationships and in partnerships, that's definitely being brought to the surface right now. So it's huge. And I will say that this work is some of the most important work we'll do in this life. And that's because we really came here to evolve, to evolve our physical bodies, our consciousness, um, at the same time. And so when we look at our physical bodies, especially within relationships, this applies to our relational framework as well. We have a nervous system and a, and a brain, essentially. <laughs> and they work together to create our reality, you know, to, to create a reality and to respond to it. And so when we look at both of those things, we look at our survival brain, for example, and our, our nervous system they're both set up for a world that is completely different than what we're in currently. Um, They're set up for a world where we have different types of relationships than what we're experiencing now. And so when we talk about this being a golden age, it is truly a giant quantum leap in evolution. So when you feel like you're in the pressure cooker, you feel like you're being squeezed, that's because you are. (laughs) It's because you are. And If you're here in this life now, it's because you're being called to really leap. And what can happen is when we're asked to evolve so quickly, like we are now, there can be, you know, almost like psychic breaks or nervous breakdowns or um, things can feel way too much and way too heavy but that's really like you're testing your limits and you're pushing up against your walls of familiarity. And the questions we're being asked right now are existential in a lot of ways. Why are we here? What is, what is, What are we meant to experience in this human experience? Um, how do we live in love, you know? And these questions are deep and that's what this axis is really bringing us to. When we look at Scorpio and Taurus, we look at number one: the Pluto and Scorpio generation is coming to its sort of like maturation at this point in time, where it really starts to step into its leadership role in healing the trauma of this world. And Scorpio dives deep; it leans into change and evolution. It's the subconscious, and so it's it's trauma healing. And if you're a Pluto and Scorpio, you know what I mean. And you're probably that person in your family that does sort of the heavy lifting of the healing. Almost all of my clients are that person in their family. And I call them lineage breakers because you came here to break the ancestral patterns of your family, of the past. And so when we're asked to evolve so intensely in such a short period of time, it can feel like a pressure cooker, like I said. And what we're doing is we're healing all of that fragmentation, those soul fragments that get fragmented through trauma and bringing them back into more wholeness so we can experience life in the way that we're really truly meant to on this planet, the beauty of it, um, the the wholeness, the fullness of, of feeling and actually aligning with love, leading from our heart space. But when we're pulling from the past constantly, we're pulling from those fragmented parts and they feel isolated. They feel unsafe. They feel like they have to protect themselves or be in power. And wherever that fragmentation occurs, that trauma, that's what we're bringing, (laughs) what we're being called to at this time. So we're healing that fragmentation so that we can be, be more whole, so that our bodies can evolve. When we're pulling from trauma, we're also in a dysregulated nervous system state, which means that we're pulling from the trauma held within the body that leads to even more fragmentation. So thinking about being, if you're someone who exists in a freeze state often, you're in a survival state. And when we're in a survival state, we can't access our our hearts in the same way. We can't access, number one, the rest and digest, which is so essential for all the functionings of our body but we also can't access our highest expression because we're we're, we're simply sur- surviving. So we're not meant to simply survive in this life. <laughs> and so as you go along this path and you navigate this journey just know that the nervous system is such a huge part of it. It's a huge part of the relational work as well. Knowing that if you're shut down, if you're in a more free state or you know like if you're in a dorsal state or if you're in a fight mode you're literally you're, your your survival is activated. so you can't connect with that person in your heart space. You're you're connecting with them through your survival. And so that's something that I see a lot with clients. And once we're able to integrate some of these parts, we're able to experience regulation for for the first time sometimes, you know. And safety in relationship is not simply the responsibility of the other person. It's more so our responsibility, you know, and when we can find safety within our own beings and our own bodies um, and then find it with that person, that creates the sacred union, the sacred connection. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, because I see a lot of this, um, a lot of cutting of cords and, you know, talking about like, oh, I have a cord with this person or you know, I have people that come and see me and they're like, I know I have a cord to my, to my ex, which, you know, is oftentimes the case. We have cords and connections to people that we have intimate relationships with, family relationships with, friendships with. Um, and really what a cord is, is it's information. And it's a way for energy to be exchanged. And so cords uh, oftentimes... Uh, we can have heart cords which are you know beautiful and they really allow for a beautiful exchange of love with that person so that's okay but anytime there's cords in the lower chakras uh, it oftentimes means it means that there's a trauma bond happening and because this life is often very traumatic and most of us have you know all of us I should say have childhood trauma um, what that means is that there's a wound there It's created a cord with another person. And so, you know, we talk a lot about like cord cutting and things like that, but really that's temporary. So the work I do with clients is actually the transmutation of the cord. And what that means is that when we have a cord with someone, there's data in the space that it connects into within us and also the space that it connects in with the other person. And the exchange of energy through that cord is what informs the relationship that we have with them. So we don't want to simply cut the cord because that means that there's a temporary interruption of the energy. But what we want to do is heal the bases, really the base, because we can't control the healing of someone else, but the base of our cord with that person. And what I notice is when I do, you know, when I work with clients over you know, a period of time within my mentorship container, they start to say that all of their relationships are shifting. Their relationship with their mom, their relationship with their, you know, dad or their significant other or a friend, whatever it is. And that's because they start to heal their own wounds, their own um, fragmentation or trauma that creates the releasing of that cord, and that might sound scary to some of you, like, you know, even with ex-partners, oh gosh, I don't know if I really actually want to release that cord. Like, what if they come back or what if they think about me? And what happens when we simply cut cords? Like if you go to someone and you just do a cord cutting, which is is fine if that's what you're seeking. And sometimes we need like a temporary, you know, cutting of the energy and that's completely fine. But it's important to know that that cord will become connected again the minute that person starts reaches out or starts talking to you or you start thinking about them or wanting to connect with them. And so when we actually go to the root of your connection with that person, you get to heal that space, that karmic information and data, the reason that person came into your life, what you were meant to teach each other and hold space for. And when you heal beneath that cord and I will also say this too. This is not just for ex-partners or ex-people. This is also for people who are in current relationships. Oftentimes, the beauty of partnership is that you grow and evolve with each other. So maybe in the beginning of your relationship, there was some trauma bonding. Um, You know, that's, I think almost all relationships have some level of that in the beginning. Um, And what you can do is you can actually heal the cords that you have, you know, maybe it's a cord into your womb space or your ovary or, you know, even your root and that cord is pulling into the field and the container of your relationship, you know, trauma. And so what we want to do is we want to heal that. And then what happens, and this is especially for family members too, if you're doing some, some relational work with, you know, for example, your mother, what happens is there's a dissolution of that cord. When you heal, you're part of it. And there's actual transmutation and alchemy that occurs at the root or the base of that cord. Then you get to release that cord and form a new heart-centered connection with that person. And the beauty of lifelong connections or long-term partnerships or connections or family members is that those relationships evolve. So there's always opportunity to evolve these connections to change the dynamic. But I will tell you, it never happens through the control or healing of another person. It always happens internally with your own internal work. So what we can do, we can't focus on the other person. We can only focus on what we can control, which is our own healing. So if you know you have, for example, a partner, you know, if you're in a relationship currently and you have a pattern with your partner that really just creates a lot of dis-ease or a lot of conflict or you just feel like you can't get close to that person or close as, as close as you'd like. You're ready to enter the next chapter or level with them. It's good to look at what is at the base of potentially a cord that you have with them. Um, and there's a karmic lesson there. And so we're clearing so many karmic contracts right now, even with the people that were meant to be in partnerships for long term. And we get to not only rebirth ourselves always over and over and over again, but also our relationships So just know that if you're experiencing some relational conflict, number one, you're right on point, right on time, but also it's not always a sign that that relationship is meant to end. It could be a sign that it's just ready to be rebirthed, to evolve and shift and to change as you evolve and shift and change. Because really, if you're doing a lot of healing work, if you're really evolving and shifting inevitably, because you're healing, right? You're healing the base of that cord with that person because you're healing your own core wounds, your own trauma. So inevitably, those cords will release. And then what happens to the other person is they get the opportunity, the choice to heal their part of it. And it's not even, it it doesn't even happen consciously sometimes. You know, it could be, for example, this is a good example. I have a client who, we've been working on the cord with her mother. She has some pretty significant trauma with her mom and it's never, you know, had a, a really close relationship with her. So the minute we started womb work and we really started getting into under underneath some of the core wounds that uh, are keeping her in patterns or um, narratives that aren't aligned with her higher good and her greatest good. And so when we start really healing some of those parts, she said immediately her mom started shifting. Her mom was like, acting a little bit differently. She almost had a bit of like a Herx response initially where it was like, why aren't you, like I feel that you're distant. Like, why aren't you showing up? Because that person is used to you showing up a certain way. So the minute you start healing, they can no longer feel that exchange of toxicity within the relationship. So there was a period of time, like a few weeks where her mom was really kind of acting out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, her mom let her know that she was that she started therapy, and this was like, you know, she was in her late thirties, so she'd been waiting her entire life for her mom to enter into um, therapy because, of course, it was a lot of what she experienced in childhood was generational trauma. So things that her mom um, was traumatized by, which didn't allow for her to show up in her, you know, her fullest whole self um, and be the mother that she really needed her to be. So that's how it works. And it's amazing because, and this can happen with partners too, like the minute you start doing this healing of the cord, they could feel almost this like separation where it's like, oh, something's different in our relationships. What's changed? You're distant or whatever it is. Um, but what it does is it gives them the opportunity to do the healing that they need to do. So it's pretty incredible work. It's activating work. It's definitely... Um, it's deep. And that's where we're at, you know, in this process, we are in deep, we're in our core wounds, we're in our core layers. Um, this is big stuff. And so if you're in that space, if you're feeling the heat and the pressure, we do have, you know, Mercury going direct on October 2nd. And that will, that will alleviate some of the sort of fog that you've felt over the last month, especially with Kind of day-to-day things, because Mercury is such a close planet, so it, it controls a lot of our daily functioning, communication, technology, travel, things like that. But then we'll slowly have, over the unfolding of the fall, other planets going direct. Something to remember about when planets go direct is it can feel a bit jerky. Sometimes it can feel like there's a big shift, you know, like a, an old truck shifting gears, and that's because that planet is moving forward then. So what happens is there's revelations. Things begin to be revealed um, because the pulling back is a little bit more of a revisiting of the past. The forward is almost like forming connections or forming, um, uh, connecting wires in a lot of ways, you know, making, uh, coming to realizations about things that you've maybe been like unclear about, you know. So that will be a nice um, shift into October. And then October 25th and November 8th, we have eclipses along the Scorpio Taurus axis. And eclipse season's big, it's very activating. It brings in, invites in a lot of changes, a lot of changes that are needed for your greatest and highest good, but it can feel almost totally out of your control. Things coming in, things leaving. So keep that in mind, Halloween weekend will be right in the middle of the eclipse portal. And so we're, we're officially opening it today because we, it's, it's September 25th and it's always open a month before and after. So we're going to feel this energy build into the end of October, but it's certainly, you know, it's certainly important to keep in mind that whatever is moving and shifting <laughs> at the end of this year, because there's, it's it's going to be a, a, a big end of the year. It's going, there's going to be a lot of changes and shifts. Um, it's, it's happening in the way it needs to, to really bring you where you're meant to go. So having faith in that, having trust. And I know uh, from personal experience, you know, and navigating a lot of this work with others, when you land at the bottom of a descent, at the bottom of a healing portal, an evolutionary portal, You always hit this space where all you have is trust and faith. And faith in a higher power, you know, faith in God, source. And that's what you have to pull from. And so that's something to examine right now is your relationship with faith, with trust, with surrender. Because there's so much of it that's needed. So I hope that helped all of you. If you have any, any questions, I'm always here. Um, on Instagram, or by email, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I do have um, some availability for private mentorship beginning in October. So let me know, reach out if you're interested in that. Uh, We kind of do the work that I've talked about over this last episode. And yeah, I'm excited to get back to work with Jess and do a, a joint episode with her. And I hope you all have a beautiful week and we'll chat with you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.